Hey everyone, this is Ashley Rowley with Behind the Dish Softball and Colorado Softball Academy. I have to tell you that I have a new favorite training tool with my hitters and catchers in the Max BP Reaction Training System. You guys, this machine is awesome. I've been able to implement some of the drills with my, my intro hitters all the way up through my elite hitters, as well as my catchers behind the plate. And their ability to refine their focus level and increase reaction time with the use of this machine has been awesome in the few short weeks that we've been able to implement these drills. I highly recommend you check out this machine and these tools at maxbp.com. It's the MaxBP Reaction Training System. And I gotta tell you guys, honestly, I'm loving this and I'm seeing huge gains. I highly recommend this system. Welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball with your hosts, Ashley Rowley, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Allie Dake. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. Again, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Behind the Dish SB. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Behind the Dish Softball. I'm your co-host, Ashley Rowley, along with Dr. Allie Dake and Shelby Babcock. Today and this month, we are going to start a series focused on the really the mental performance side of it. We've heard from a lot of our listeners saying, we want more tools, we want more tools. So this month, we're really going to focus on tools. We know as former athletes and mental skills professionals and performance skills professionals that to, to succeed in the game of baseball and softball, you have to be able to control what's going on between your ears. This is a game of failure. You are going to fail more than you succeed. And dealing with that and learning from that and building off of that is what makes this game so incredibly hard. So today, Dr. Ali is going to give us an overview of what to expect for the next, uh, what are we doing, four episodes on this? Five four episodes? Four episodes, yeah. Four episodes on it. And really the title is going to be Games Mental Performance Strategy, and where we're going to break down every letter of that word games to give you tools and feedback on how to really hone in on your mental skills, let go of failure, learn how to control anxiety, communication, everything basically that you need to set yourself apart on the field to become an elite athlete. So Dr. Ali, go ahead and give us kind of an overview of what we're going to focus on here. Hi, everyone. Good morning or good day. Any time of day, I guess. Whatever time, <laughs> Whatever time of day it is. <laughs> it's morning for us when we record. <laughs> Wherever you're listening from. Wherever you're listening Hi. from. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah. So um, John, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago, and I have been doing mental performance um, coaching for quite a while now, and we came up with the system games. And honestly, it's built um, from a lot of different uh, aspects of psychology and visualization and um, meditation and all of that, all of the great coaching performance coaches out there, they have their own systems. And so it's a system similar to that, except for it's a blend of every, everything coming together. And we take a whole system approach for this mental performance um, so that we can it, strengthen your internal processes for your brain. So we have, I think of it like this and I explain it like this. We have workouts for our body. We have lifting, we have CrossFit. We have all these different kinds of workouts for those muscles. Well, this system games is like the mental push-up. It's how we strengthen that brain so that you can stay balanced and developed and focused inside of a game. And also 
as a high-performing athlete, you're also probably high-performing in everything else in your life. So you can apply this system to anything else, such as your academics or another sport if you're a multi-sport. Um, and so what Ashley said is that each letter in games represents something. So I'm just going to go ahead and break it down. So G stands for goals. Um, and when the science and the research behind this always looks, especially in sports, because that's our platform, um, it looks at elite performers. And elite performers always set and achieve small goals along the way. They don't just decide to be a D1 player. They don't just decide to be a major league player. They have baby steps along the way, what we call scaffolding. And so when you start to look at your goals, you want to be super intentional with them. And you want to set achievable goals along the way. And as you start to achieve them, you celebrate them. And then you start to create stretch goals. The one thing that always happens is people set goals and that becomes an expectation. And they're like, I have to have it. And then when they don't reach it, what happens? You, they, they spiral down. They're downward. Yeah. Right. And so I say no expectations. Expect, ex, expectations actually set you up for failure. So everything becomes a goal, right? Um, and so I am going to guess that you two had goals along the way. Oh, I want to start being a catcher. I want to be a pitcher. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be D1 instantly, right? Yeah. So you ready? Or maybe you did. Ashley, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But here's, here's where, you know, if I could go back and do my career over again with what I know now, holy buckets, I might be wearing red, white, and blue um, on the Olympic team because. I, you know, I'm, I'm older than Shell and we didn't really have this training. We didn't have this at all. No. Okay. So I got to, I, I got by because I was a heck of an athlete with a heck of a work ethic and I didn't take the word no. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I got to the university of Florida and I remember this specifically my freshman year, of course we started with goal setting. Right. And here was my goal. I want to be an all American. Okay. Now wow. as a freshman, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. How the heck are you going to get there, Ash? Is that realistic in one year? No, no, it wasn't for me because I was mm -hmm. learning how to walk all over again because I had major knee surgery right. four weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have the stair stepping tools, yeah. right. The day by day, the year by year platform to help me reach that. So I'm going to be an all American by doing what every single day, that's the piece. I didn't, I, I didn't know how to do that in a goal setting. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Hey, mind blown. Yeah. No, I think one of mine was, um, a lot of mine was like having a visual. Um, I didn't, I, I wrote down things. I had goals, but a lot of it was more, I needed to see things. Um, a big thing for me when I was growing up is I always wrote a new speed, um, in an expo marker on my mirror. Um, to hit that next goal of a speed and not that speed is everything in pitching because it's totally not. And we're going to talk about that in an episode. Yes. Yes. Um, but also I had a picture of me, my dream forever was to play at Arizona. So that was my dream forever. I always had a picture of me. I was 12 years old and I was standing on the pitcher's mound at the university of Arizona. Um, Cause we had went there as a team to go visit. Um, and so I always had it just right there next to my mirror looking at that and it was just something as a reminder every mm, single yeah. day when I woke up it wasn't like okay I'm going to Arizona I'm going to Arizona but it was a visual of like okay where am I working towards this is what I want what am I going to do to get there right mm -hmm. so. and 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 it, you just did, yes you wanted to go there but that goal there was scaffolding like yeah absolutely yeah 
Right. Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's what happens is people set a goal and then they don't understand that it's actually all the series of tiny goals along the way. Absolutely. They need to be celebrated, but you have to keep your feet in the dirt is what I always say, because mm-hmm. that's a goal, uh, keep your feet in the dirt because the next one's yeah. right. Right. Absolutely. So, yep. Well, yeah. and we're going to expand on in, in this episode, that's focused on the goal setting, which will be yeah. the next episode. We're really going to take a deep dive and, and you touched on something, Shelby, you had a, the visual up where you would see it every single day. And we're going to talk about that and how impactful that is in that next episode surrounding yeah. goal setting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so we have G is goals, A is affirmations. Um, and this is probably in, in this, in this system, one of my favorite pieces is the affirmations because we take a goal and then we turn it into an affirmation and you are what you think and you are what you, how you talk. And so, um, what a lot of people don't understand is that there is a lot, a lot, an enormous amount of psychology and neuroscience behind affirmations. There's research that shows you that it reduces stress. Um, it, it increases, um, hormones inside of your body. And when you set up your affirmation the the right way, it is super, super successful. Um, And everybody, I I think in a few episodes ago, we heard John talk about how he walked around, I think it was Chicago and he had on his headphones and all day long, he just had to say that same. I hunt fastballs. I hunt fastballs. (laughs) That's all he does. So what we do is we take those goals from G, the goals, and we turn them into affirmation statements. And that's what you say. And then when it comes into the later part of the games and the M and the mental, we turn those affirmations into transitions. Mm -hmm. So if he was saying, I hunt fastballs, I hunt fastballs, he would be saying that through in the dugout, on the deck, and as he's stepping into the box the whole time, I hunt fastballs, I hunt fastballs. That's all he'd be saying because now he's trained his brain. So when it comes out of our mouth, it's like manifested and then you hear it. And so your brain processes it and it pushes away anything else. Well, there's those sayings, right? Your your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions. Right. Yeah. And and in this process, when we talk about this later in another episode, we'll teach you how to set up sentence structures because we speak with a double negative, which actually tricks our brain to do the opposite of what we're saying. And so when you set up affirmations, it is so important that, we set them up in a positive sentence structure. So, coaches, no, and I'm going to use a negative right now. We don't speak like that. So, no. I, so, <laughs> so don't, don't swing at the rise ball. Don't drop your hands. Stop dropping your hands. That doesn't that is a negative. <laughs> negative. So that's what you're saying. So then you have your, you know, you're in the box. You're like, don't swing at the high balls. You just hold yourself. So it All is your body heard. And I'm, you guys, I'm geeking out about this because I'm excited about it, but yes, we're going to dive deeper into that. If I know it's so exciting. <laughs> I want to say for, um, right now we're kind of taking the approach with games as a player but the games um, can also be applied to a parent or to a coach. Um, and so we can, we can teach this anyway. Um, but the most important thing um, that you need to understand is that for every one negative comment, it takes 21 positives of that same negative comment to take it away. So if you said, I can't believe you just swung at that. Nobody swings at those. You now have to say 21 times, hey, you're the best hitter. I love how you swing that bat just to get rid of that one negative. And so that's why it's so important that these sentence structures are set up in a positive way. Shelby, I remember you talking a few episodes ago and when you went from high school into the circle in college and all of a sudden you're like, I have these three pitches. Remember? Yeah, 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 it was, um, 
yeah, I, uh, I just remember going from, you know, high school and club ball and then going into that college phase. And it was just so much different and on a higher platform, uh, to the point where my brain didn't know how to react to anything. And I had to go back to what I knew and I had to talk myself through those things. And uh, my biggest thing was, um, short and simple sentences right before I threw a pitch. It was, here comes my best drop ball on the outside corner. And that's what it had to be. It had to be just straight to the point. Straight to the point. And that's what they Mm -hmm. are. And that was a positive sentence sentence structure. And I remember when we talked about it that day, I was like, yes, that was so yeah. And you figured that out, out on your own. And again, to your point, like, had you had this training? Yeah. 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 So, so A stands for, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Ash. you're good. You're good. Again, I'm geeking out on this because there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. We're getting I, excited. Like, I'm seeing, I know. I'm, yes, I'm seeing a lot, especially with my hitters, because we're a month away from tournament starting, right? And club coaches are, you know, getting super excited, getting into practice, and they're over coaching mm-hmm. to where every time a hitter gets in the box, you don't have to fix 10 things. We're at the point in the season where we have to put that drill, the hard, like do this, do this, do this. It has to go away. Mm-hmm. And we have to start focusing on in-game mental approach. And these hitters have to know that they're good hitters. And when you, when we're constantly every practice, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. Oh my goodness. Gravy. Their, their mind is just about ready to explode. And guess what? It's making them worse because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what, that's what's so awesome about this system is, and we'll get, we're going to get there. It goes into the evaluation part of this, but we teach the player to pick one thing mm-hmm. and only focus on that by the time they're playing comp ball. Yeah. There's things that they can be working on, but they know how to get in the heart there and how to swing. And we're always reinforcing the mechanics, yeah. but you don't know. It's not so, a list. Yeah. It's no. what they feel they need to improve on the one thing we create a goal around it. We then set an affirmation so that when they're stepping on, you know, in the hole on the deck and then in the box, that they actually are saying that transition the whole way yeah. through. And that's all they're thinking. They're not thinking about all the 50 million things, right? And yeah. it also goes into the fact that it takes, because we know female athletes are also thinking about the pants I'm wearing, my uniform, oh, my hair, did I braid it right? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going through their head as they're walking up to the box. And so in front of all the people. So this also helps remove that clutter that's in our brain and get mm-hmm. rid of all that extra debris and really stay intentional yeah. to create that flow. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other one, the next letter is M and it's my mental game. Oh, and not- skip- no, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Right. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> So my mental game and my mental game has two parts to it. It has your pregame and your end game part part to it. Cause that's where all the mental really, really starts to come together. And so this is where your brain power is. And this is from the very beginning. And this whole process is really circular in, in how they evolve around each other, but you have to know who you are. When you, when to be a confident, strong and balanced player. And that's why we started this whole entire season with the pie. You have to know who you are and where your values set. And so part of getting your brain power is finding out who you are and being balanced and knowing your pie so that when you come into this, you can stay completely focused. Um, In the pregame portion of my mental game starts from the second you wake up on every day. The last thing you think before you go to sleep is the very first thing you think when you wake up. So last night I went to sleep thinking about actually this podcast today and talking about this. And it was the very first thing 
I thought of when I woke up this morning. So Same. <laughs> probably when you got my three text. So, hey. <laughs> if, if it is game day, you you need to go to bed. And we heard John talk about this, right? How he he spent time like thinking about visualizing. He could talk about the whole entire stadium. He closed his eyes. Well, and we heard Todd talk about it too on the football we side. Yeah. He could visualize the blade of grass. He could see it. He oh yeah. It, yep. Right. As he was in, yes. That is what we're talking about. So in part of this process is you learn how to do visualization, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where this all starts to come out and play is that you begin with, you fall asleep thinking and doing your visualizations. You wake up doing your visualizations mm -hmm. and then you start with your affirmations and then you start with your routines and rituals. Mm -hmm. um, music moves us. It causes emotion inside of us. And so we teach like there's, teams out there that use walk-up songs and girls are picking songs. Well, they're, they're picking songs that like pump them up and make them move. And that's, that's what it should do. Um, and the, this is so funny. You guys, this is, this is going to date me. This is going to date me. And so I'm sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've already thrown mine. Oh. So much since I played. Oh. Yeah. Now they get walk-up songs, walk-up songs and <clears throat> The amount of devices that are strapped to the backstops, uh -huh. like it, yep. it, it's funny to me. I mean, it's, yeah. it's awesome. But I remember a walk-up song being a rite of passage in college. Same. Yes. <laughs> or being on film, for example, being on TV. Yeah, that see, was a, I know, I know. I just visually made myself really old, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. And, and often I talk to parents, I'm like, I don't you maybe you want clean music we don't want profanity out there in, in the games but the word sometimes it's the not the words that the player is hearing it is more the beat of the song right mm -hmm. sometimes we had, we had usher right? so let's go <laughs> like it, i oh, remember yeah. my senior year when they were announcing the team like it was it was the rhythm yes. it was the beat. like yeah. you were in it was go time i loved it i love walking right and so I, so whether a team does or doesn't is, is a different conversation, have walk-up songs, but I have the players always choose a playlist of walk -up, yeah. of their walk-up songs, their mental songs. And on the way to the field, that's what they're, they're plugged in and they're listening so that they can get into the zone. And so they can start their affirmations and they can start to get into that feeling. And so, um, all of that is what we call like pregame work inside of my mental game. Um, yeah. And I'll, and I'll, I can put all the science behind all of this with research. It's absolutely amazing. Like, I, I can geek out on that too, Ash, like yeah. really quick. Well, you know, and something <laughs> like maybe, really maybe, this is, maybe this is a whole podcast past, excuse me, podcast conversation in and of itself, but the concept of pregame focus in the flow, how many times do you see teams go through pregames and they're hitting whiffles and they have like their hoodie tight or they're, you know, around their, their head. They're so cold. They're going through the motions. Oh, what'd you do last night? Obviously that's not a solid pregame mental mm -hmm. approach. Right. So how do you as an athlete, maybe if your teammates aren't on this same page focus level, right. How do you really lock in and hone in on that in your pregame warmup, because I see so many pregame warmups where they're just, they're so aloof. Yeah. Oh my gosh, hi, it's so cold. Ah, mm -hmm. I'm tired. I stayed up too late. And, and there oh, you go. You've that. already taken a baseline of, of the game and you've taken it down a notch. You've already mm -hmm. brought it mm -hmm. down mentally down to this other level. And mm -hmm. I know that we, we've been talking about bringing an episode on how you choose the right team, right? Yep. And I feel like that pregame part of how they warm up is part of that conversation, yeah. right? Like we've yeah. talked 
this could be a whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Topics coming. You pick a team. Well, pregame is definitely part of it. The second part is like in game. And this is where those affirmations that I talked about earlier, um, come really strong into play. So we've used, um, you know, hitting with the transitions, taking the affirmation to transition and we use it with pitching, but there's other positions on the field. Right. And, um, not letting a pass ball go as a catcher in the outfield when when a ball got past you and you're running to it and you turn around and you have to let it go because there's another ball coming i mean in any position that's the case and so that's where these affirmations give up a bomb on the mound right yep yep right. and, and, well, and that was one of the things that i was talking about in uh, one of our posts that we posted the other day about um the positive self-talk drill that i do with my pitchers and making sure that the first thing, the last thing that you say to yourself when you pitch the ball is positive, right? But then it could have been a bomb that got hit off of you. You got to turn around, you got to let it go. And the next thing that you're doing is positive again. You got to get right back on the mound and do the same exact thing. Right. So and those transitions have to be able to flow in whether yeah. you're a hitter in position, you're sitting on the bench, cheering on the team, no matter whatever your role is in yeah. that inning, you are saying those and you have those. And again, that comes back to the goals and then turning them into affirmations. And that language is so, so important. Well, yeah. and I think this is going to be huge too, because how many times do you see athletes, whether it's in practice or lessons thriving and they get to games and they struggle and they struggle. So recreating and, and what, so what is the difference right there? Right. It's the environment. It's the emotions. It's the pressure they're feeling. It's the nerves how they control that. And it all is consistent with that pregame, in-game mental approach, the visualizations, the words that you say to yourself is how you replicate that low pressure environment when you're in Mm -hmm. workouts, lessons, practice, and putting it in that high pressure environment. This is when all of that kicks in. Yep. Yeah. And that, and you hit right on the, one of the other parts in here is visualization. So I talked about what you think at night and we do (laughs) visualization practice parts, right? This is where that visualization comes out. Cause if you're out in the field and a pat, you know, somebody hit a, a home run behind you, you couldn't get it, hit the fence, whatever, right? You have to let it go. You have to envision so that you're not holding on to that. Or if you made an error, right? You made an error. You, it fell out of your gloves. You, it just happens, right? How yeah. do I let it go? So you have to visualize that process so that you're constantly letting it go because here comes another ball and you have to mentally be ready. And this is the part that I feel the in-game portion is all of the work that you do outside of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, this is where I'm talking about those mental push-ups, right? All of the work and all the rest of this acronym that you do all comes to a head right here in this space and how you can, you can't let it go. It's hard to let it go if you don't practice visualizing and speaking it into existence. So that was, mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's, it's the work you do or the work you don't do. Don't do. Yep. It will find you. The game will expose what you don't do. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. <laughs> I mean, that's true in the diamond and out of the diamond, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) everywhere. Um, And these strategies that we'll talk about in the mental game uh, is what helps create the flow during the game, that it's this whole entire process really comes together in that space. Um, The E in games is evaluate, and that's your post game. And what's really important here is that... um, you look back into the game from the lens of learning. So, and you only spend five minutes at the end of the day, you only get five minutes of looking into the game, seeing what worked, 
how could I do that better? Celebrating yes. the things you did good, but taking out, not so that you can spiral down. Oh, I'm the worst player. I can't. Da, 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 da. No, it's to look and say, oh, you know, that, that ball did fall out of my glove when I dove for it. So what do I need to do to have that not happen again? And yeah. then, and then we go back up to the goal. Okay. Now I'm going to work on, you know, diving and catching for the next three weeks until it's whatever it is, create an affirmation in it. And then that transition, when you're going out onto the field to play that position, I catch every ball, this, every ball stays in my glove, every ball yeah. stays in my glove, right? Um, well, you talked about music. Music was a big thing for me before and after a game. So I would actually go and put my um, headphones yes. in right after a game as well. Well, and that's when, when I teach this system to parents, we, the E part, that car ride home, you don't talk about it. It's like, I'm not but, talking to my parents right now. If you do talk about it, if you do talk about it, it's non-emotional. It's mm-hmm. not about you as the parent yeah. how you played. And you ask open-ended third-person questions. Yeah. Because we want to deflate any emotion that that player yeah. is feeling. So um, this this part gets hard because it's um, it's important to go back and look in the game. And I remember both of you have made various different comments about how in high school, like, yeah, you didn't really do that. But when you got into college, all of a sudden you're watching videotape of yourself from the games and you're like, oh, well, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. you have to go back and learn. And, yeah. you know, if you're not taught how to analyze properly, you can really spiral down quickly. And we see mm-hmm. it all done it. We all feel like <clears throat> these kids these days really starting to spiral down quickly. Yeah. Well, and that was a thing for me when I was, I was watching video. It wasn't even necessarily on me. It was of the batters, but you know, you see them and you see them go hit a bomb off of this pitch or some whatever. But the first thing that kind of started to come back into my head when I was on the mound was, well, she hit a bomb off that pitch. Why am I, what if, I don't want to throw this. I don't want to do that. And like, it kind of started making me go backwards. So I had to go and watch when I was striking them out or I was doing mm-hmm. something good, or I was, you know, obviously the positive part of it. Cause I didn't, I didn't want it to go back to negative. So that was something I had to change was watching video as well. That was super hard for me. Well, and watch a highlight reel almost of yourself, yeah. seeing mm-hmm. yourself yeah. succeed and be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. And well, then- that's what's, that's what's so awesome too, about, I guess, well, kind of awesome. I, I don't really love it a whole lot, but that the girls are getting filmed now, um, oh. on the, like a younger age. Right. So a lot of my girls that are going through issues, I'm like, find a video of yourself that you are just dominating and go back and look at that and build on that success. Right. See Stop thinking about that negatives. Yeah. It's so the highlight reel is totally works. Mm-hmm. Well, Shelby, mm-hmm. in your lessons too, you, you will record them so they can mm-hmm. see themselves. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if not, you, you do it so quick and so honest and direct that, that they don't have time to look at anything else. You're like, Oh, see what your yep. hand did here. Okay. Let's correct. Yeah, let's go let's correct it. Yep. Right in the moment. And that is the way we want to do the evaluation. Yeah. But we I want to point out, it's also important the way that you as a coach, Shelby are communicating the words that you're choosing when you're giving that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. That's an amazing job. Not it. You're <laughs> sweet. Thank you. So again, and this kind of comes back to going back and learning and what you, the last thing you think at night is also what you think in the morning. And so we take that tool out of the evaluation, post-game evaluation, and we spend five minutes checking into it, looking at it, and it turns into the, the error that was made 
um, isn't a failure, we turn it into a learning opportunity, reset it as a goal and push it back down through the system. Mm-hmm. And then the S is stress relief. Um, here's, what, here's what I like to talk about when I talk about stress. Stress actually isn't a bad thing. Now, when it becomes chronic and it is de- debilitating you, that's one thing. But when you feel stress, that actually means that you care. You care that you let a pass ball or that the pitch wasn't right. You didn't hit your spot or whatever it is. You care, you care about it. So I say, you see it, you own it and you use it. And so by seeing it, neuroscience says that when we recognize that that is stress, that we actually are react, instead of being reactive, reactionary, we become cognizant and deliberative with it, right? Um, and when I say you own it, I mean that it, you turn it into like a positive motivation instead of a negative, like, oh, I always do that and it stresses me out. Mm-mm, that's not how we talk about it, right? You recognize that that stress actually re- releases some um, hormones in your body and evolutionary, that's what made us move forward and in, in progress and kind of drives, it can be a driver to, to make a correction. Um, and so that's how we like to look at stress. What we do like to do with it though, is to get to that higher ground away from it after a game. So Shelby mm-hmm. talked about putting in music, right? Some people yep. need to decompress and completely walk away, go do something else, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, some people need to meditate. Some people need to um, go do breathing. Some people just need a shower, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, Tommy Pond talked about his, you know, after workouts, mind right meditations after every right. workout. Mm-hmm. Every workout. I know I started doing that the last week. I, I actually really like it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Certainly, there's, there's all different ways to get to higher ground in which we do. And that's, what's most important with, um, the stress part after an intense game or a practice, um, is that you actually give your body the break that it needs from the mind. Like when you're in that flow, all you're doing is immersed in that you have to get your, your mind a break from it. Well, that's when stress, that becomes horrible. Stress always exists. Like you said, the stress is perceived and compounded by our mindset. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's yep. where those affirmations come back into play. Yep. Right. So that is games. It, it's easy and it's complicated. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and yet it's yeah. fun. Like we said, we can totally dive into each one of these, which we're going to do. Going to, yes. We have an amazing lineup coming up um, and conversations already formed around these um, topics. And hopefully at the end, we'll have a better, everybody will have a tool set that they can use Um, as a parent. We'll talk about it from a parent's perspective or from an athlete's perspective as we move through it. Um, Even coaches, um, I'm training coaches right now. with Especially coaches. Yeah, I was going to say. I have a whole group of coaches already um, that are excited about it and to learn it. And, and I think why we call it a whole system approach is because, well, we can teach coaches this, Mm -hmm. but now we have to teach players Mm -hmm. and then we have to teach parents so that everybody's on the same page and playing, moving through it. And so um, that's, what's awesome about it. So this is, this is probably the hardest work and the best work that we can do as athletes. Like you said, it's, it's a muscle and it's going to take consistent training, um, and a repetition to get it right. Okay. And it's most important in times where it's the hardest, when you're struggling, the mental aspect is easy when you're playing well, 
right? Yeah. Yeah. As, as coaches, I'm going to say this is probably the most important for you because for athletes, this is going to start as an awareness, start creating awareness of what are your thoughts? What are you feeling? What is your routine? But coaches, you are the ones that are going to reinforce in those moments because you can see when an athlete is spiraling up or spiraling down, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is when you, you're really going to reinforce that. Now in, in my corporate life, we did a training where all of us took an emergent, it was called emergenetics, right? It's a personality profile. It's more of a thinking style profiling, right? Like this is your thinking style. And what this was geared towards is how do we work together as employees or IE teammates or as managers or coaches, how do we best get the best out of our employees or kids, right? So coaches, you are coaching female athletes. You need to understand how they think how we think, mm-hmm. how we're wired. Okay. I, and just as an example of things that we're going to talk about is the words you choose. I have coaches, the male coaches of, of um, girls, obviously that, and maybe it's, it's a attempt at humor, but they they say, Hey, don't suck today. Or I don't hate you today. You have no idea what that is translating to in the minds of your athletes. Yeah. Yep. So I think this work needs to be targeted coaches put your ears on man turn them on and you need to start learning your audience how they think and paying attention and having the awareness in these moments where you can see spiraling up spiraling down I mean when my hitters especially lately we're working on a lot of mental approach to get them game ready if I see them struggling I'll stop them and I'll say do a mind check what are you thinking right now now how do we get ourselves back on track Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's that work. So this is going to be really, really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go through all of this. Right. Yeah. We have a, um, a whole system for evaluation on how to learn how to best communication. And when we do, when, whether it's working with the athletes, the teams, the coaches or the parents, everybody takes the assessment so that they understand who they are, where their blind sides are, like what brings them down and spirals them up. And then you instantly can tell because of this framework, you can see who the other person is and you understand them from a whole different perspective. It, it opens up communication. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. People take it. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Why didn't I have this earlier in my life? Right. Because it's that- that's what I'm thinking. So I worked at an engineering firm and there was a guy, we just didn't jam. We just couldn't vibe. Yeah. And so after I saw his thinking profile versus mine, I was like, okay, this guy's not just a jerk. This is mm-hmm. what he's hearing when I say yeah. X, Y, and Z and vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. right now I need to reshape how I present this to him. Yep. yep. And life was a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But having you having that thought process, Ashley, and being able to go back and be like, Hey, um, I didn't quite understand what you were saying before. Right. Instead of just turning him off and not liking him. Right. You kind yeah. of went about and figured out how he likes to talk to people or how he figures out through certain situations which is very well, cool of you and a really lot of, cool. a lot more people could do that a lot well and that, that that is honestly it's called emotional intelligence and it's guess what i'm not a lot of people emotionally it. intelligent y'all like i yeah. um it's it's been oh, five yeah. plus years of a lot of work personally yeah. to learn how to do that and it is it's called emotional intelligence mm-hmm. 
And it's that same thing. When you get frustrated, do you spiral down or can you redirect and come out and change your thoughts? Yeah. You're now becoming an emotionally intelligent person. Yeah. 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 It is yeah. emotional intelligence is not universal. It is something that we have to, to tap into and learn. Yeah. And it can be learned and it can be brought up. And we can And everyone should learn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. in particular if you're in a, if you are in a leadership role or you are a coach or you're a director you're a, parent. Uh, a parent right and so when we teach like when I teach games from we teach it, it's kind of embedded in for them players to start learning emotional intelligence but when when we work with coaches and parents it is one of the very first things that's taught is that yeah is opening it up, knowing who you are. I mean, John Maxwell said that the most important person, blah, blah, blah. the most important <laughs> person you're ever going to lead is yourself. Right. And so we always start at that core at that center. So yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm really excited for this upcoming. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's opening yeah. up so yeah. much for us. Um, I think it's going to tap into everything that a lot of our listeners are asking for and looking for tools. Um, we're going to be putting out tools along the way. Um, as we were just, we were, Shelby, we were just talking about like, okay, we're starting with G next week, which is goals. So okay. we're going to put on our website, a downloadable goal form um, and you can download. And so if you're listening now, you can so go and download. Goal setting outline, right? To help Yeah. How to scaffold it. There'll be a scaffolding technique in there so that you can, here's my long-term goal. Here's where I want to be and how I scaffold it. Right. So that we can make it, um, hit all of the targets along the way. And if you want to go ahead and do that next week, we'll be starting with goals. And then you can carry that tool with you all the way through and see how we'll transition that goal into an affirmation, into a transition and into the game, how we evaluate off of it and how we decompress and stress-free. This is going to be fun. So <laughs> friends get ready to just turn on the fire hose. Cause you're going to start drinking from a fire hose of awesome. We're just, we're yeah. gonna, you're going to get a ton of info. It's going to be great. So very uh, exciting. Very exciting. We, we had a goal, speaking of goals, of keeping this a short episode, and we, <laughs> we continue to try always and so good. and revise to yeah. achieve that goal, and we're not quite there yet, but we're getting we there. on that note, so yeah, uh, bring us home, and, and let's, uh, let's get everyone excited for next week's episode. Awesome. So um, next week, we're obviously going to be starting with goals. Um, we're going to go into the affirmations the next week after that, the mental game after that, evaluation after that, and then stress relief after that. So you got actually five upcoming episodes from us um, with games. So super excited for all of that and all of the information that you guys are going to get. Um, and you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Did I forget anything in those? At all the podcasts. All, all the podcasts. Yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, but TikTok, we working on yeah. that. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. We're going to have to start dancing. I am we're not a TikTok dancing. I just, I can't, I, you we might a... have to, I think we might. <laughs> ah, oh, and then might. Oh, and, and our behind the dish, uh, SB or behind the dish dot us. Right. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yes. All right. Us, us. Okay. I awesome. Well, us. <laughs> it was fun chatting today and I'm, I'm super excited for our next episode together. Have a great day. All right. Everybody. Have a great Thanks day. Guys. Bye, again. ladies. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us today. We appreciate the opportunity to get to share our experiences and knowledge with you. If you haven't had a chance yet, please hit that subscribe button so you can tune in on future episodes. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. 
for future episode information and guests. Make it a great day. 